26th episode of the Gentleman's Breakfast. Thank you for waiting patiently. I know a lot of you have inquired about the next episode. Here it is, and we're glad to be back. 46 episodes in, and you can't follow a simple instruction, which is don't clap into the microphone, because people don't like hearing ex- that in their excited. headphones. Yeah. Don't make loud noises. Don't scream. Yeah. Well, you know, things are different. So as, as you get into your early 30s, right? Not single, so I have no interest in sexual adventures. Live with my girlfriend. Um, we live a pretty boring life. Like really selling it. Well, here. we don't go out. I mean, we go out. You know, like Friday night we'll go out, like dinner, go out. Yeah. So the, the most exciting things that are going on is what's happening with our third roommate, Nala the dog. Yeah, she's the rogue factor there. She's the only rogue factor. You guys don't have like. You know, the single roommate that's going to come stumbling back in there, blackout drunk. Yeah, eat a pizza with them, talk about their night. Like, we'd, we'd you love just that. have Nala. She's yeah. your equivalent of that. Yeah, so the other day, or probably like six, eight weeks ago, Nala got bit by a pit bull. Yeah. You knew that story, right? Mal referenced this. Yeah, so she ended up having to get staples across her neck. Whole, sounds horrible. Whole kit and caboodle. Traumatic experience. I would have been very concerned. For the old pooch. Fast forward three weeks later, it's nearly healed up, and then we have the puppy paw predicament of 2018. Is it a paw issue? I come home on a Tuesday, she's got a cone around her head, and she's got a little tube out of her right paw, and it's like completely shaved around. Okay. Well, what happened? She got foxtails. What the fuck is that? So foxtails are like... Think of like a dead twig of grass, and they get stuck in the paw, and they grow inward. So it can still grow while it's in the paw. Like it stuck in the ears. Like it's still alive? Apparently. This is uh, literally like grass. It's like a weed, yeah. But it looks like oh. just a dead piece of grass. It's like a little bit of like a... What the fuck? Like stronger than the dexterity of a normal piece of grass, but like, like a yeah. dead twig looking thing. I mean, I hate to tell you this, but when stuff like this happens to horses, usually they put them down. <laughs> Not this horse. When they um, get like an abscess in their hoof. So, obviously, the scene is I walk into the apartment, cone dog, along with like a little tube around her paw, and then concerned mother. I was like, okay, what's going on? Spirits are obviously not at all. They're low, yeah. Yeah. And there's... I imagine that there's tension in the apartment. Yeah. There's tension to keep eyes on the prize at the whole time. You see it right when you walk in there and you know that you need to tread lightly. I envision it's the first time, like, when you have a child and it's still young, like, under three to six months. Yeah. And something's wrong or something's sick and you don't really know how to handle it. You just have to, like, observe the child. Okay, you're pretending like this is new, though. This is the dog that's known for always having at least one ailment. Yeah. Always. So, we... we I mean, I love Nala, but... We, we go She's going to have a problem every time that you see her. And the fact that we can't leave her alone heightens things. So, there's a lot of wine consumption, those, you know, those first couple weeks. And then, you know, in a 585... Wait, this ailment lasts a couple weeks? Yeah. Because you can't leave her alone, and every time she has to go out to the, go to the bathroom, you got to put a little condom on her paw so she doesn't oh, get God. it. Doesn't get it wet. Yeah, that's fair. I didn't think about that. Can't lick, you know. Can't touch the paw. So, one night, the first night we like let her not stay with us, she manages to eat the tube that's covering the wound. Well, that sounds about right. It looks uh, tasty. So then, Cone Dog sleeps with us in the bed the next couple nights. Okay. Make sure she's not 
looking at any time with the cone on any time yeah with the cone on any time Mallory hears a licking sound she just goes Nala stop it and you just hear it like in the middle of the night too so that's, oh my God. Ha- that's happened a couple times I'm like okay we're gonna oh. battle through this so like first Tuesday through Thursday how do you, how do you not go to the couch or something yeah, and the couch is not comfortable that's where she's sleeping that's where the dog is I would have considered going somewhere else yeah, I mean, and it's tough. I mean, especially with the cone just kind of slamming into you. When I, yeah. She, when she gets excited, just like in yeah. her face. Nala herself is a dog that doesn't have a great appreciation for her size. Yep. So she's flopping around there in bed with you, but covered with cone. Yeah. So then, we, you know, I got to go get it bandaged every three days. Finally, we're through the... We're you through have the, to go to the vet every three days. Pay $40 to get a bandage. Oh, God. And then Mallory wants to... Discussed with the vet saying that the cone doesn't work. What was this tube doing? Did you ever ask about that? The tube was sutured onto the wound. Yeah. To like Just let it vent heal. It or yeah, something? let it vent and heal and so it doesn't get infected. Meanwhile, every time we take Pooch out now. Oh, that's a foxtail. That's a foxtail. We're on hyper alert for foxtails. So luckily yesterday. Every, everything's a risk. Luckily we were with her sister and she's like, well, careful where she steps her pot. I go, come on. And then her, sis- fucking dog. her sister stepped in and she's like, Look, you know, the dog existed for six and a half years without these foxtails. So yep. We're going to bounce back. But I think we're we're through the thick of it, you know, amazing motherly duties. We're, we're past it. But, you know, that, that we're, that's that been kind of high alert for the exciting part of my life for the last week and a half. Well, I mean, I guess as you've been getting older and maturing with your live-in roommates there, mm-hmm. um, on my end... What I've been thinking about is, uh, you know, you had some time in the kitchen nook of this place, so you've probably experienced this to a, a certain extent, but I essentially live in a retirement home. Uh, everyone around me is old as shit. Uh, I'm pretty sure at least two people have died while I've lived here. But there's like um, one random family, though, right? There is one random family. We don't, we don't talk about I, I, I don't want to be the guy... That leaves the passive-aggressive note on their door, or that confronts them while they're with their children, but they let these little fuckers just run up and down the hallway all where, the time. Where else are they supposed to go? Can't run Mountain Street. Outside, you chose to have a small apartment. Uh, you either need to contain them in that apartment, or move outside, or leave the premises. But that's not a public space, right there. That hallway. Everybody can hear everything that's going on in that hallway. Mm. Um, and it's not my problem that you have kids. Yeah. In an fair. apartment. Um, Let's get back to the dead people. <laughs> yeah. And, um, I mean, these two that live right next to me, they've got to be ready to go at any moment. Um, and they're choosing to live out their final days screaming at each other. <laughs> Like, when I first started living here, I thought that they were just always watching shit with Danny DeVito in it. <laughs> Seriously. And then, you know, I you can hear it in the bathroom. When you're in the bathroom, because there's a skylight, you can hear everything that's going on in the other apartment. Um, so I'm listening, because I have no other choice, and I hear, like, very specific things being yelled, and I'm like, that's not coming from the TV. And this fucking guy will just go for 
an hour and a half, two hours. When you're that old and you're retired, tired. you gotta get tired. What do you have to be that worked up about? I think it's a culmination of things. It's pretty built up, no? Like, I mean, what? The other person got up at 5.30 instead of 5? Yeah. You guys didn't have the same eggs or whatever it is that you're eating in the morning? I mean, do you ever catch what it is or you just hear the loudness? It's all directed at his wife, which... Uh, I don't know if there's a neighbor or a relative of theirs that pops by periodically to check in. Um, but yeah, it's fucking depressing. Um, and you know, it's had me thinking about, you know, me getting older. My Mm -hmm. recent confrontation with getting older is you go to the barber or you're shaving in the morning and you're not quite sure where to stop in cleaning up the hair. Right, mm-hmm. your barber's just like, how far down the back of your neck should I really go? Because I could go forever, but that would be inappropriate. Yeah. So I'm just gonna make it down to your shirt line, basically, and that's okay. And then when you're doing your own work, shaving on the front, you're like, at what point in time do I stop? Because it's starting to connect with my chest hair here. Yeah. Then you know, you know the more depressing thing is, you know, as you creep up, is like, well, where's the separation of chin and you know, face here and it's just kind of blending together. or you know occasionally you're doing a little cleanup on the cheeks oh know, yeah that's, on the, on that's the cheek, a once a week type thing. on the cheekbones right well, up out of the eyes I'll tell you I, what it feels good when you clean up on the cheekbones. well i always think when i do that i'm like god don't they say like if you shave shit like this it'll start to come in thicker yeah <laughs> so am i gonna start getting full-on hair where it's not supposed to be um, and you know, it all just circles back to, uh, you know, one day you move into this place and you're 23 early on in the working world. You're thinking, surely things will change at some point. This is just temporary. And then it's, you know, seven years later and you've consumed all the beer in the place. So you're drinking white wine out of a pint glass because, Using a wine glass is just completely ineffective. Why do I need to refill my glass 50 times just because I'm drinking wine? Yeah. I'm just going to do it all in one go, eating a cheesesteak from two days ago. And uh, you just wonder where things went wrong, you know? I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting for this to turn positive. Is that, that going to happen? It doesn't. Did it, like, spike your interest? Like, well, maybe I should find somebody to share this life with? Yeah, I mean, that's... Because you don't want to be yelling at yourself when you're 80. Exactly. That wasn't, uh, well, I don't want to be yelling at anybody when I'm 80. There's no reason to do that. Um, no, that's been a constant search and we're, we're making progress, but taking things up, discuss that. Uh, Jake, do you fart on airplanes? No, try to avoid it as best I can, unless it's an absolute necessity. I think for some reason, I think people have no idea on you, airplanes. They just have, fart on airplanes. You have a hard cap 30 seconds to talk about airplanes. I just think people have no decency per, like, under the cover of sleeping. They pretend like everybody just rips ass. Yeah. And I really, I'm really looking at people between the ages of 45 and 60. We've discussed this topic on this show before, this exact topic. Yeah. Because following along with the aging bit, we probably have low-grade dementia. Uh, I mean, you always forget the name of the episode. I want to get into one more topic. Please. Types of people at work. 
So now... Been talking this up for a while, so I hope you have some good ones. I've dived recently back into the employment game. You know, taking a couple weeks to get acclimated to that. But I work in a relatively small office. There's only like 12 of us in there. Yeah. Uh, and every, you have every type of person in the office, right? You have the guy that comments too much on the Slack channel, whether it's, you know, something random, someone's birthday, someone's late, someone's sick. There's one guy in my office who comments on every little thing. Every little for thing. I, I, I simply think he has nothing better to do. Yeah. His job doesn't require a lot. The guy that... What, he's just always bebopping around, saying stuff? No, just like every channel communication. Oh, I see. There's like a movie channel. There's a random channel. Yeah. Hey, I'm late. I'll be there at 9.30. And the person meant to write 10.30 is like, oh, are you sure about this? Or what's the time? And then like a weird gift, like every time. The one guy that really like those people. The one guy that really grinds my gear is the super, super positive, always looking for a conversation guy. Yeah, it it seems like you don't you're not you don't take kindly people who are bebopping around. No, he's he's hovering around the water cooler looking for conversations. He's the type of guy that laughs at the joke before it's finished. Always has a tidbit to relate. So in, holds court. We have these two picnic tables where we eat lunch, like as yeah. a community. He's there for forty five minutes every time. In my first two jobs, <clears throat> and I think this comparison still holds. That was always what we considered the stereotypical NBA person. Should be like it'd be ten o'clock at night, and people would be trying to get work done and get out of there, and he would still be bebopping around talking to people. Because two things: one, he's way overly invested in getting this job, so he has to make it work. So he has to make everybody like him. And two. He's an MBA, which means that he didn't spend the last two years working and learning skills. He spent the last two years setting fire to his savings. Uh, so no one really trusts him to do that much stuff. Um, and as a result of that, he just kind of zips around, you know, points fingers at people. I mean, he I've seen him tries follow, to chat you up, follow people into the coffee area yeah. with a combo. Yeah. Uh, he, I, I will give him credit. He knows classic straight out of NBA. He, he knows a lot about everything, enough to talk about it. And I've seen you mean him, that in a positive way. Yeah, I've seen yeah. him get up from his desk just to enter a conversation, and he's a big dude. He weighs like three hundred and fifty pounds. Okay, that's a new element. <laughs> yeah, he, he like he heard like a, something about a new series on Netflix. He gets out of his desk. He's like, hey, so you. This uh, guy follows you around. It's like a planet orbiting you. Yeah. I, I'm pretty clear. I try not to make eye contact. Even when he's talking to me, yeah. I make limited eye contact. Because that, then that means that he, I'm interested and I want to continue on the conversation. You know, one that I've got is uh, people that have a completely different tone of voice on conference calls. <clears throat> so, you know, they have one way that they talk all mm-hmm. the time, normally. You hear them talk normally. And then when they go, when you take the polycom off mute and you go to, you're on the box talking <laughs> to the field totally different tone of voice it's usually two to three octaves higher way more annoying way more fake and then they'll go back on mute and they'll click back into their normal selves and i just want to record it for them and play back to them like why don't you just talk you don't think they're you don't think they know they're doing it no really i think it's worth a quick record no i don't think that it would go over well and then then you have I think particularly because it's usually uh, females that do this. Ooh. And then the last guy that I love is the headphone guy. 
the Bose headphone guy. <laughs> he does not want to talk to you. He doesn't want to talk to you. And we like we play music, and he's got the he's got the headphones on all the time. But he always chimes in when he needs to, and then he flips them back on. So you never know whether he's on music or not. You yeah, never know yeah. like he's deep down in a conversation. So super positive convo guy gets up the other day, and it's like you got to envision like our space is only I don't know fifty eighty feet. So he goes over to like ask him, and it's like a stand and desk. Like there's no office or anything. Yeah. And chatty guy goes over, looks at headphone guy, and he's like, hey, hey, calling his name, doesn't respond to him. So then he knocks on his desk, like leans down, and, like, <laughs> he knocks, knocks on his desk north. to be within his peripheral sight. And he's like, hey, he's like, hey, Get sorry to bother you, field of view. I got a question. I got, I got one more thing. Was it a work-related question? Yeah. Okay. But, it's, but every, every work-related question is just like a small tidbit. It's never like yeah. shit's on fire. It's yeah. always like, well, run forward. We have to fine-tune this. I'm a big talk-to-people-in-person guy. Like, if we're in the same office, oh yeah. if I have any question, I'm going to just go and ask you about it. Um, because chances are there's going to be follow-up question, and there's going to be three other things that I need to talk to this person about. And uh, a lot of times I'll send an email after we talk. Be like, hey, yeah, hey, this is what we talked about. So you still have the record, right? Mm. Uh, so if you forget, you can go back and look it up. Uh, but I would rather just hash it out. Yeah, I don't understand the whole, like, let's let's slack it out conversation. I usually just get up and respond and walk over to them. It's just way less efficient. Uh, another type of person that is, so if I were ever to go on an office rampage, these would be the first people to be targeted. Uh, people who use ellipsis in their emails. That gets you, huh? That dot, dot, dot. Each dot stands for go fuck yourself. Like, just write out a fucking sentence. If you want to email me, you can finish the sentence. And the innuendo of a dot, dot, dot is go fuck yourself. I got another work-related question for you. Yeah. Let's say your guys are going into a meeting and your boss's fly is down. Do you let him know? Yeah. What if he's already presented? Do you make up a reason to walk up to him and, and let him know? Or do you just kind of give him the nod and, like, hand motion? I would just point him? to his crotch until he corrected it. In front of a whole team? Yeah, as long as it was only internal. Oh, wow. He would do the same to me. That's pretty good. That's a good relationship. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's usually kind of... That, that shows you that you have a you have a good relationship. This is a guy that sees me walk in and he's like, Hey, Jake, look, don't put yourself out looking too put together when you come in here in the morning. Wow. I don't want you to stress yourself out about looks. Yeah, that's great. I'm jealous of that. Um, that's all I have for the, the work-related thing. For the for the show, I, I did want to comment on how Hellman's is saving humanity. Uh, this is the mayonnaise. The mayonnaise, yeah. Uh, so I was stumbled upon a mayonnaise jar the other day, and they informed me that they're cage-free eggs used to make the mayonnaise. They have the balls to write that on their fucking stupid mayonnaise. What are we coming to? I love when people put gluten-free on stuff that it's physically impossible to have gluten in. Yeah, but Cor- cornflakes, gluten-free. But you're you're informing me that corn is gluten free. I need I needed to be told that corn is gluten free. Coconut water is gluten free. Why not capitalize on people who don't understand what the word gluten means? <laughs> no, I don't think anybody has any idea what gluten really means. But orange juice, gluten free. Gluten free. Yeah, now gluten free. Gluten free has taken the place of organic. Uh, to a certain extent, it has. Uh, there's just so much shit that you can write on the front of a box that 
It's like doesn't have rat poison in it. Oh, good to know. Mm. Uh, implication being everything else does have rat poison in it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, people... People don't always think about stuff like that properly. Uh, is it time to get to the report card here? Yeah, it is. Well, how do you want to rate me? Tough break. How do I want to rate you? Yeah. Well, since football season is around Ooh. the corner here, okay. I rate you as a position. Uh, mm. A position, not a, not a team. A position. Okay. Yeah, I would say you're more of a... Defensive tackle. I play tackle. It's a defensive tackle for our not-so-hip football fans out there. It's kind of the guy in the middle of the line. Defensive line. Scums it up a little bit. Yeah. Does gets the dirty, dirty Gets dirty in there. Get, does Throw the dirty people work. around. You're grabbing people. Yeah. Not, Every not, once in a while, you're throwing in a sucker punch. Yeah, not built for... You know, not somebody you're really going to watch on the field. But no. they serve a good purpose... And they know what they're supposed they're to do. Much less likely to get a sack than a defensive end. Mm-hmm. Often overlooked, underpaid. Yeah, they're just designed to throw their bodies into a hole to keep the running back from getting through. Yeah, that's what I would say. Yeah, yeah. defensive stand things up there. Let's see, if I had to pick a role for you, I'm gonna say it would be free safety. Hmm, I'm intrigued. Um, you know, squirrely little dude often has the build of like a kicker, but more like a way more athletic kicker, right? Mm-hmm. Faster, yeah. but he's not hitting people every play. He's not doing that at all. What he is, is he's sniping from the outside. <laughs> he's watching for an opportunity and he's like, Ooh, Ooh, here comes this guy's vulnerable. He's vulnerable. He's vulnerable. <laughs> I'm in there. Hey guys, I play football. I'm good at this too. Right. Shows up. Just strikes while the iron's hot and then goes 15 yards back where he belongs. Doesn't hit anybody again for, you know, four or five plays. That's one of the better compliments you've given me. (laughs) Uh, I don't know what it says that you consider that a compliment, but okay. I'll take it. We'll Um, end on that. Till next time. Thanks, guys. This has been the 46th episode.